We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for September 2nd, 2018. And the last part we're going to close out with here, probably get this done in one part, is just another section on Mandela. More stuff keeps breaking on this all the time. And, um, you know, I, I get, I still keep getting a lot of requests from my listeners to just keep on this. And because as overwhelming as the evidence is, it doesn't matter what you show a large swath of the population about this particular subject. It doesn't matter what you show them. They're not going to believe it. It doesn't matter. So, um, you know, that's anyone's prerogative. They can do that. That's fine. Um, I don't want to judge anybody, but um, I just feel like the, the information's just so overwhelming and this is just going to collaborate that today. Now, the first report is the Mandela Effect Alert. 30,000 particle colliders exist worldwide. This isn't just about CERN. This isn't just about D-Wave quantum computers. This is about 30,000 of these wicked particle colliders. Why do they need that many? Why does Satan need so many of these things? What good is it really doing? It's not. It's literally changing our reality. It's literally opening portals and doorways for demonic entities to enter in, creating dark matter. And, and this is why it's so important to have so many of these things. CERN everywhere. Quantum changes reality so i'm just this is only about seven minutes i'm just going to play this uh who pays for all this research Public money. This is Dr. Rolf Dieter Hewer, former CERN Director General. CERN is the is the main particle collider in this, the Switzerland area. This is basic research, and basic research is paid is funded by public money. If you live on Earth, I guarantee there is a particle accelerator lab working to find dark matter near you. Oh, yes. I don't really think it's learning to find it. It's learning to create it. Because that's what these it's doing. It's creating dark matter. And again, dark matter is so wicked and so evil that like one tiny gram of it is enough to affect vast swaths of the population. It has such an, a, a demonic effect on people. And again, this is what they're trying to bring into our plane of existence. And there's no public outcry at all. These things shouldn't even be allowed to exist. This is like trying to play God. And if you were Satan, wouldn't this be what you would try to be doing? I mean, to try to bring this stuff into our plane of existence, to try to open up demonic portals and in order to defile humanity because we're created in God's image. So he wants to take as many people into the lake of fire as possible. Isn't that the ultimate goal? Well, yeah. So this is why this is happening. They're everywhere. They're on every continent almost every country, and they're growing. Now, our governments are spending hundreds of 
billions of dollars. I'm sure. Hundreds of billions. What, can you imagine how much good that money could do if it was actually, you know, used in a righteous direction? They always cry about world hunger and all this other stuff. They, they could clean up Fukushima. They could feed the world. They could do every single righteous thing that you could possibly imagine with the money they're just putting into the particle colliders. Not to mention all the money they're putting into black ops and black projects and things of that nature. But no, 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 no. It's much more important to go to all this wickedness and evil and nefarious things. That's what we need to really be putting it towards. If you added it all up, it's in well into the hundred million billions. Like, it's ridiculous, which I've actually heard them say that, hundred million billions. Wow. And is that even a thing? Anyway, they're looking for dark matter, and they think neutrinos, the VVV, triple VOV, like we were talking about before in a previous video, they think that the sterile neutrino... Which the Vav is also very similar to the sign for six in, um, I believe the Hebrew. They just showed a, a image of that, and um, <clears throat> if you have a triple Vav six six six, so that would line up with dark matter six six six. Has no charge, is dark matter, and in every single one of their videos, they promote the globe Earth, which I think is up for debate and should be on the table for discussion. Flat Earth could be the biggest of all the Mandela effects. I actually no, think... Yeah, I'm sure Flat Earth was created from the Mandela, okay? And again, I just did a whole study debunking Flat Earth. If you don't, if you think that's the reality, then I would encourage you to, to see that particular study that I did. Just came Flat Earth or just go to my homepage and it's there. That, there, that there's a dome, a firmament that's been yeah. created and that we have right now the unique yeah. experience of having both. We have the globe earth and the flat earth i'll do another video about that the point is i'd like to go over a few things i don't understand why people that clearly can see the mandela automatically have to be in the flat earth camp i that's what i don't understand i don't i don't get that i just don't i i don't understand that why why is that by default that you have to believe in flat earth I'm sorry, it's just the way I'm, I'm seeing it. With, with the study that I did, the overwhelming amount of information. Here's the problem with Flat Earth. People are only looking at, oh yeah, it's gotta be this because of this, but hold on. Let's look at all the things you have to overcome to believe really truly in Flat Earth. See, that's the problem I see. All of the things that have to be overcome from like a physics standpoint, from a just... The whole thing about why are planets always spherical? Because when you're dealing with a mass that large, it always forms into a ball from a gravitational load standpoint. It always, it has to. You can't just have a flat piece of sod out in the, out in the, floating out in space. It, it, it doesn't work that way. There's so many things you have to overcome in order to have to, in order to have a flat piece of sod floating out in space that doesn't make any sense. Now, granted, that's one aspect of what you would have to overcome. You don't have to overcome anything for a globe because that's the way that God set everything up when we look around us. If all you need is a telescope to see, wow, all the planets around us are globes, huh? The sun's a globe, everything's a globe, it's spherical. Because whenever you have masses of that size, they always pull themselves in from everything that has a mass that large has a gravitational feel to it. And it will always pull it into a spherical circle around it. 
That's the way it goes. That's the way it always goes. Flat pieces of sod floating out in space make no sense. From that one standpoint alone, there's so much you have to overcome to believe in flat earth is what I'm saying. And I get into this and I document it in my teaching. To, I mean, I don't know how much more I could do. But evidently, I am bad because I'm not a flat earther and a Mandela effect person. That's also another thing. So that I have discovered about these particle physics labs, which I like to call messing with matter places. Um, they're on a mission to find dark matter and they are convinced that dark matter and dark energy not only exist, which we don't know if they exist. It exists, I don't know what she's talking about. They've already discovered this. Remember when I played that guy from Mike Around the Earth, I think that was his name, and he was being interviewed? They've already, they've already got this stuff. They've already isolated it. They've already brought it, like that one part where he talked about where they brought it on the college campus. I think it was in Chicago. And it was driving all the people insane and they were going nuts and they had to bring it underground to get it away from humanity because that has such an unbelievably overpowering effect on humanity that you can't even, he said the only way, he was around at one time, he said the only way that I could even remotely be around this stuff was to Focus on the love of Jesus Christ. That was the only way I could do it and not go literally insane and want to kill somebody. It is that overpowering, the evil, when you're even in any kind of close proximity to like a gram of dark matter. But are 95% of the universe. I don't think that's right. I'm just going to fight against that. There's no proof dark matter exists and we started out chasing what our creation story was where did we come from what are what's the history of the matter of <laughs> what we are but no now we're chasing dark matter so let's talk about what are particles again they're feigning that they're chasing it when they've already got it when they're already creating it. and that's why they keep making more and more particle colliders why they keep creating making sure CERN is bigger and bigger and bigger because they're creating more of this stuff or they're attempting to and I think God is really the limiting factor in this whole thing. I think he's only going to let this go so far. And I think it's why it's important for us to, to um, pray against the creation of this dark matter and to pray against CERN and these D-wave quantum computers and all of these particle colliders that are existing so that they're not allowed to just keep pumping this stuff out or creating it and opening up demonic portals and pathways for these things to enter our, our plane of existence. Like I've said before so many times, if there's no prayer going up about something, most likely God's not going to do a whole lot about it. Because that's typically the way God operates. Accelerator is even used for, why are there 30,000 of them? Really fast. Scientists use this high energy tool to better understand the laws of physics and find explanations for theories to explain matter, space, and time. And we need 30,000 of them to do that. You probably live not too far from one. There are over 30,000 particle accelerators all over the world. Oh, my bad. We need over 30,000 of them. Yeah. You're right. Doing a variety of jobs that sometimes have nothing to do with I mean, and there's physics. A, they're, if you're, they're showing where they're at, like on these little dots. And man, there's a ton of them in the, in the United States. In Paris, France, admiring the towering glass pyramid at the Louvre Museum, there is a particle accelerator 15 meters below you. Yeah, look how wicked Paris is. I saw a video the other day of i mean it was so disgusting i could not believe they have these public urinals now 
Muslims have taken over. I mean, I keep seeing all these things about France just being this just hellhole of existence. Political, you know, politically, you know, correct. Let the Muslims take over. Let them firebomb, kill, no-go zones, the whole nine yards. It's, it's an absolute liberal bastion. They've got open-air urinals now for men. And there was literally, I'm just going to tell you flat out, there, there was, there's literally videos of guys putting cups in these urinals, these open-air urinals. Gay guys, with like dressed in leather, showed this guy. He put the cup in the urinal, okay, and was letting guys pee. They, they were just going up there. They weren't. They didn't know what was going on, and they were peeing in the urinal. The cup was in the urinal where you'd pee, and the guy would wait until the cup was full, and then he would go over there and get the cup and drink it. And it looked like he had drank so much urine that his, that his gut was protruding because he had drank so much. That's the kind of stuff that's going on in, in, in Gay Paris, France right now. Video right there on the internet, right after they, just, they, they debuted these wonderful public urinals. I mean, how stinking demon-possessed you got to be to do something like that. Demon possessed the toenails. Openly gay guy. Without his shirt on, had this like, he was in the leather stuff. He had like this spike collar on and he was literally waiting for them to get done peeing. And he, when he'd drink a cup of it, he'd go back and put it in there. Showed him doing it. I'm like, I mean, there was nothing like, as far as there was no graphic nudity or anything in the video, but it was just like the fact that it was openly, you could see what was going on and it was like, Wow wow i mean you can't even comprehend the kind of wickedness going on in the world yeah in the basement and they've got a particle collider right underneath gay perry france and i wonder if that's having any effect on the populace there physicists use their particle accelerator called aglae for cultural preservation and in layman's terms, that means they appraise the value and check for authenticity, I'm sure. Wouldn't want to lose any money, for heaven's sake. Do you want more specifics? Of course you do. These scientists use Aglae to identify the minerals in the eyes of the famous 4,500-year-old Egyptian sculpture called the Seated Scribe. Why are they mentioning this creepy statue? And I've never heard of it, but it's famous. I mean, I guess amongst art students. Well, whatever. How about another? Yes, please. No one likes contaminated food, right? Well, you can thank your friendly neighborhood particle accelerator for zapping any traces of E. coli or salmonella from oh, your groceries. Good. You've likely heard of foods being irradiated. No, don't irradiate the food. Oh, man, no wonder there's no nutrients in veggies. Grocery irradiation works by shooting a stream of high-energy particles into the food. Which totally just annihilates the food itself. I mean, it just, you're totally... And again, it's all satanic thing. This is just one more thing I don't even hardly mention, the food ir irradiation, how that totally just annihilates the food um, and takes out the nutrient content and denatures things and just, you know, it's so hard in today's day and age, you know, to be healthy just from the standpoint alone of all the things they're doing to the food supply alone killing all the bacteria while maintaining the quality oh, of the Oh, right, produce. you lying it's devil. It's sort of like pasteurizing milk or canning food, except scientists are yeah. using laser beams. it just kills everything. So if you see this symbol next to a bag of spinach, it means it's been treated. With so it's showing what symbol to look for to know that the food has been totally eradicated and annihilated. Particle accelerator. But see, you've got devils, fork tongue, silver tongue devils like this up there 
that are, are act, trying to put some nice little veneer on things. Say it's wonderful when a particle collider exists under your city and when they irradiate food and when we're releasing devils and demons into your plane of existence. And, you know, when we're, you know, creating dark matter, it's just wonderful. And that you should probably get excited and tell everyone at the store around you. Some of the most ubiquitous accelerators aren't cyclical ones like the Large Hadron Collider, but instead they're linear, a straight line like a launch device for an aircraft carrier, but instead they're launching particles. These are called LINACs, or linear accelerators. The longest LINAC in the world is at the Slack. It's buried underground. If you've ever driven on a section of Highway 280 in California, you've driven right over it. What? I know. LINACs, like the one at the Slack, are used by hospitals to kill cancer. Okay, I'm going to stop you right, right there. Yeah. No matter what. Because we all know chemo and radiation is the way to, you know, they've got, so, they, there's so many cures for cancer defies the, the imagination. Yet the medical cartel insists on using radiation and chemo and all of these unbelievably poisonous, horrible ways in order to supposedly go after cancer, which typically does nothing more than kill you quicker. But, hey, they're making tons of money and killing a lot of people, which is, you know, fulfilling Satan's agenda, so they're happy. They say particle accelerators are good for. Don't get sucked into the trap. These things are not what they appear to be or not what they're saying they are. So I know a little bit about this because I had three people very close to me right around the time that the Mandela effect was just taking effect. All got sick with cancer at the same time same exact time and i studied a lot about it there are a lot of cures for cancer and i'm going to do a video about this too but they are lying when they say that it's for i have right now it's about a 28 page file on cancer cures right now 28 pages i don't know what even there's so many ways you can go after cancer now that i mean i don't even know where to hardly begin so again is the medical cartel pursuing any of this? No, of course not. They're just going to demonize every bit of it because it doesn't fill their coffers because they want to use disease and drugs and chemo and things like this in order to get every last dime they can out of you in order to ensure you have a nice slow drawn out death and um, control you. And, you know, a sick and weak population is very easy to control free energy or it's for cancer research there are so many free energy options that have been discovered over the years oh yeah and anyone who has realized that or taken any initiative to create one has been ridiculed and their labs burned and stopped it's about the money that's what it's about and they need billions and billions of dollars to get these things built and to staff them and maintain them and to fix them because they're always needing maintenance and let me let me go into a little bit about what I've come to realize in this research and please leave your comments below about where you would specifically like me to research next because I'm going to be doing videos every week about all of these facilities and I'm gonna get the word out because straight up these things are changing our history. And again, this lady will never tell you to pray against any of this stuff. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure she's not even a Christian. But again, that's what I would tell you to do. The remedy here is, while public awareness among Christians and prayer and fasting and then using our weapons of warfare literally against this type of stuff. 
I mean, isn't that what Jesus would want us to do when he knows this overt level of wickedness is taking over the planet? 30,000 of these things? I can't even imagine. No wonder it's so, so unbelievably horrific. The wickedness is increasing. This could be the main reason that we see wickedness increasing at such an exponential rate. You won't, You don't have to look any farther than this one thing. You combine this with the D-Wave quantum computers, that's the only reason you would even need. I mean, I understand there's child sacrifice and there's Satanists performing overt ceremonies and there's mass witchcraft going on. Yeah, true, you could point to that as well. I, but I'm just saying this by itself is a gigantic chunk of that equation. Getting matter on the quantum level, which quantum just means really small microscopic level and i am tired of this so i want everybody to know about the particle accelerator labs in their areas and i guarantee you live so close to one you could drive there today and do a tour if you've seen my other videos you know why i feel that this is the cause of the mandela effect and other such horrifying phenomena because of the quantum entanglement created by particle collisions right that's one of the main reasons i i would agree um so we have that now next one mandela effect ed mcmahon publisher clearinghouse um he were him working for public publisher clearinghouse never existed he never worked for publisher clear now i understand this isn't going to resonate with maybe millennials or people that are younger, but for people that are probably over the age of, I don't know, 35, 30, I don't know, this could be a really big one. Because Ed McMahon never did work for Publisher Clearinghouse. Now, at least. Uh, the, the man that, uh, my listener that actually originally was the first one that ever sent me a... Um, information on the mandela effect sent me this and he said scott this has been a big mandela effect for me ed mcmahon never was a spokesperson for publisher clearinghouse he never showed up on people's doorstep and handed out those big one million dollar giant checks that everybody remembers i mean this is such a big thing in people's minds because it was over and over and over again and it was such a big deal because he would show up on your doorstep and hand out one million dollar checks but it never happened but see, we're all crazy for ever thinking it did, because it just can't be so. There's a lot of residual evidence that he did. Now, I'm just going to show this one-minute video, and I think there might be a little bit of, like, improper language. It's like the Johnny Carson show, I think, or David Letterman. This is one little thing. I mean, there's so many videos I could play on this where there's a residual effect that proves that he did do this, but... Literally, when you go up to his Wikipedia page right now, it says, and I'll quote, from 1982 to 1998, Ed McMahon also presented sweepstakes for the direct marketing company, American Family Publishers. He never showed up on the doorstep, though, and gave him big checks. That never did happen. But he did work for them. But it was all kind of behind the scenes. He never went out of the studio, is what they say. Okay. So even if it was that... It would be bad enough if it was that he still worked for Publishers Clearinghouse, but he never showed up on the doorsteps to hand out big checks. That would be freaky enough. That would be that would be on its face insane enough because everybody remembers him doing this from that time era. With, with any kind of honesty, I think. You know, if they watch TV at all, 
and they had any recollection come on being honest is what i mean but no that didn't even happen he never even worked for publisher's clearinghouse not only did he not show up on the doorsteps to hand out the big one million dollar checks he never even worked for them even though there is so much residual proof that he did that i'm going to document just a little bit of it that it boggles the mind he he worked for american family publishers he never worked for publishers clearinghouse it says it right on his wikipedia page it's commonly believed that he did work for publishers clearinghouse but he never really did even though there's tons and tons and tons of residual proof that he did and every so many millions of people remember this one see the changes are getting and this is kind of a new one from what i've seen the changes are getting more and more flagrant and it's almost like the whole kabbalistic principle of showing your enemies what we're doing to you it's almost like that's what's happening the, the things are getting more and more flagrant and harder and harder to deny but yet people that keep doubling down on the fact that nothing none none of this mandela stuff has any merit not one cultural change not one bible change there's no merit to any of this you're all a bunch of crazy loons you keep doubling down on that and you know what keeps happening to you when you do that when you know in your mind that that's a lie your conscience is becoming seared with a hot iron i believe that because you you keep committing and committing and committing when the when the changes become more and more flagrant not i'm just saying that's what it seems to me is happening with pastors in particular they will not acknowledge any of this it doesn't matter what you show them doesn't matter doesn't matter their minds made up don't confuse them with the facts it doesn't matter so here's just one little clip one little one minute clip I'll tell you why I'm here. I happen to be in town over... This the, is Johnny Carson on David Letterman's show. ...doing some stuff for the NBC affiliate. That's right. And, you know, Ed McMahon, our good friend, could not be here, yeah. but it seems... Ed McMahon, our good friend, could not be here, okay? And he's got one of these big publisher's clearinghouse checks. It says publisher clearinghouse right on it, and he's gonna... He's acting like David Letterman won it, okay? It's kind of a big gag joke thing on the David Letterman show. I'll tell you why I'm here. I happen to be in town over uh, doing some stuff for the NBC affiliate. That's right. And, you know, Ed McMahon, our good friend, could not be here. Yeah. But it seems, David, that you are the $1 million winner. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to make... Says Publishers Clearinghouse right on it. Our good friend, Ed McMahon. If he worked for a competing company, this American whatever company that everybody's misremembering, why would he bring ed mcmahon up this was ed mcmahon's sidekick for a lot of his career why would he bring ed mcmahon up and quote the wrong company if he never ever worked for him because this whole mandela thing's not perfect there's glitches and and it doesn't catch just like there's all kind of commentaries where the lion lays down with the lamb that you could find to this day I mean, all the icon, all the pictures, the the church murals in the in the churches, all the sculptures, all the statues, people that have tattoos of lion laying out the land, all that, all the movie quotes, all the all the all the um, quotes and songs, and all the sermons that have been preached on it. 
but it's it's not in any bible that ever existed ever going all the way back to the hebrew and greek going back to any kind of scroll or dead sea scroll or whatever you would want to you know not dead sea but there was one scrolls that we're going to get into never existed there's no basis of fact for lying and lean out the lamb yet we're all misremembering it because there's no basis in fact in it in any bible including the king james now no there's there's no red flags there i mean you know nothing to see here just keep moving just keep moving Nothing to see here. What are the odds that I would win the sweepstakes? The odds are astronomical. Yeah. Well, geez, screw GE then, isn't that nice? Ed Ed would have been here, but he's in Hawaii with some uh, member. See, Ed would have been here. Ed McMahon, who he had already mentioned earlier, Ed would have been here, but he's in Hawaii. Of the female species. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're not quite, it's hard to keep track of Ed. Yeah. See, because Ed was the one that always presented the checks. So for, for Johnny Carson to do this, this was this was unusual because Ed was the one that always showed up at your doorstep and give, gave you the check. That's what happened. Okay? And, and so he keeps bringing him up over again because he worked for the company. He was their main representative. He was the guy that always showed up at your doorstep and everybody remembers it. But now they're saying that never happened. He never left the studio, and he worked for a totally different company that was their main competitor. Even though it says publisher clearinghouse right on the check. Even though Ed McMahon was his main sidekick for all those years. Johnny Carson's. Nothing to see here. Just keep moving. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to get the McMahon law passed in California where there's a seven-day waiting period before you purchase an engagement ring. <laughs> the McMahon law. I mean, Ed McMahon, he brings up the third time he's brought him up in, right now, about a 50-second clip. <laughs> okay, so that's that's all for that. Now, there's so many, there's so many of these on the publisher's clearinghouse alone on Ed McMahon, I can't play them all. I, I, I can't, there's no way I can do it. I mean, I could, I guess I could if I wanted to have a three-hour study just on this one particular Mandela change. It's getting more flagrant. My job regarding this whole Mandela quantum effect thing is getting easier and easier by the week. And all these Baptist preachers can rage and rage and rage and call me Lucifer and say I'm taking everybody to hell and, and, and damn all my listeners to hell for even believing the Mandela or anybody else that thinks it. They can do that all day long. They can rage all day long. That's fine. That's their prerogative. My job keeps getting easier and easier because more and more things are continuing to occur. More and more flagrant changes are continuing to happen. And they could sit here and, but see, they've already doubled down. They've already committed. And it would be, not only would they be ostracized by their fellow preachers forever considering moving toward the truth, which is that these changes are real, but the longer you double down on something, the harder it is, especially when you're operating in pride, to backtrack on that whole thing. Because, oh, oh, no, 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 I don't care, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not going to look at it. Put, put, put your ears over your, or put your hands over your ears and your, over your, over your mouth, over your eyes. Don't, you know, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's too hard. I, I, I can't, I mean, I don't understand that really, but I can, I think that's why they can't do it. I don't buy the whole fact that they don't see the change. I don't buy it. 
I don't buy it. I think the Bible talks about they're, they're being willfully ignorant. Willfully. I don't buy the whole thing where they're, we, don't, we don't see what you're seeing. We're from another timeline. I don't buy that. I just don't. There's too many. There's thousands of these things. And they're becoming more flagrant by the day. We're going to look at this today. We're going to look we're going to look at this further. Why is this happening? One of the guys commented about this one particular change. He says this one bugs me bad because like so many others, I clearly remember Ed working for Publishers Clearinghouse and showing up at the winner's door with the big check like we all do that have any recollection of this. I mean, come on. This one is so huge. This one is right up there with, you know, Luke, I am your father or whatever really it's more because this was if you weren't a, a like a a star wars fan you might not be aware of that one publisher's clearinghouse ed mcmahon was all over the tv all the time when i was growing up anybody that had a tv whereas not everybody's going to go to the movies to watch a star wars thing and remember that one scene this was a repetitive thing that was exposed to humanity over and over and over every single day if you had a TV. This one to be is much larger than, you know, the Forrest Gump quote or, or the, you know, Luke, I am your father quote or interview with a vampire. Now interview with the vampire. Because so many more people were exposed to this one. But they tell us we're all wrong and that ed not only worked for a rival he supposedly never went to the winner's homes with an oversized check so there's so many people that remember this and as you will see so much cross pollination on this one meaning there's there's so many things that are still that prove that this is a lie that this one's just nerve-wracking here are some cross-pollination residue mass false memory things i found interesting most of you have probably already seen most of this but i hadn't so i thought i but i thought i'd share it uh here's the first one uh, some of the american family publisher supposedly the only company that he ever worked for was a publisher's current house and this is the one that he worked for but this one he never went to any of their houses with the big checks. Well, he never did that ever. Okay. American Family Publisher commercials featuring Ed. You can go watch the American Family Publisher commercials. Now, keep in mind that Forbes magazine stated that Ed McMahon never left the studio to ambush families, and he never held a giant check. This is a direct quote. There's a link to the article link right to the www.forbes.com site where this was set here's a commercial where uh this american family publisher not publisher clearinghouse they commercial with ed saying he will personally reward so that goes against even what they're saying he said he will personally reward because that's what he did even though it was for publisher clearinghouse here's another one ed says he's he says he personally awarded the winner he says he did although forbes says and the other sources say that he never ever left the studio hmm weird here's another one ed says i will personally deliver this giant cash fortune these are all youtube videos you can go where, right out of his mouth where he's saying he will personally do this yet he never did it 
And this is for the wrong company. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. If he says he never left the studio, why is he saying he will personally award the prize? Huh. Now the infamous rap video where Ed McMahon says he showed up at the at their door with a fat check with fat checks. You can look at that video. But he never left the studio in this timeline, right? Here's another one. Article discussing Ed writing a book where he mentions the publisher Clearinghouse Connection, but he never worked for them. Mm, weird. Here. Now, the next one I know of, and these are all links you can click on and go to all of these things. I'm not going to play them all, but you can research this. This is a little bit of research about this one Mandela effect. Just, just a little bit. But remember, there's nothing to any of this. Um, here's another one. This, this next one, yes, I know it's where the writers say that they messed up and put publisher clearinghouse but it's still interesting it's a golden girl skit where rose gets a prank call saying she just won a publisher clearinghouse award and ed wants to see her right away ed because he worked for publisher clearinghouse but remember that never happened now even though it was literally worked into sitcoms back then it was literally worked into skits on late night television but it never happened hmm Here's one where we just said that was the one on the Johnny Carson on Letterman. Um, we saw there was three references to um, Ed McMahon there. And then we see at his death, which showed even more cross-pollination when it was covered in the media. Here's a New York Post article that said Ed McMahon clearly worked for Publishing Clearinghouse. Here's another one, Obit, stating that he was the bearer of oversized checks from Publishers Clearinghouse. Here's another one, Business Insider. These are all links you can click on and go to. You want verification? I'm giving you verification. These are, I'm saying this to my, my detractors that won't believe any of this no matter what I show them, okay? Here's another one. And again, this is, I had to cut this off because it kept going and going and going down this report where i was like well I, I can't post all this about one mandela effect about ed mcmahon there's so much more i'm not even covering another one um business insider stating he worked for publisher clearinghouse here's another report npr reported it as publisher clearinghouse as well cnn reports on his death also state that he worked for publisher clearinghouse but that never happened never happened hmm but there's nothing going on, just remember. So we have that. Here's another one. This just came out, or, or this was not too long ago. I found that this week. It says, they are op openly admitting this, how the quantum eraser rewrites the past and space-time. This is from PBS, Public Broadcasting System. It's like the New World Order, whatever. And they're openly admitting now how... This, the, the CERN particle colliders, I believe, and the, um, these quantum computers are rewriting the past. And again, this is how Amos 8, I believe verse 11 and 12 are fulfilled. When they, there's going to come a time when people are going to seek the word of God running to and fro, and they're not going to find it. How could that happen when you can go up to a, a dollar store, buy 100 Bibles, bury them? How can that happen? Well, when you actually are literally changing the word of God from this quantum entanglement perspective, from this CERN perspective, 
That's how they're doing it. They're rewriting the Bible gradually. It's not all at once. It'd be too obvious if they were doing it all at once. But the changes are starting to become so egregious that anybody with eyes to see are starting to see this. But remember, I am a demon from the pit of hell for pointing this out. That's what you got to keep remembering. As I've been so well reminded of this. <laughs> so, um, anyway, yeah, you can go to this. And now, this thing from PBS is technical. And I'm not going to play it. But you can click on the link from PBS. This is technical. But the point is they are openly admitting to their ability to be able to change the past. And this is from PBS. Here are, here, are, here are a couple of articles relating to this quantum eraser effect. An experiment that might let us control events. Um, it tells about the quantum... Here's another one. Can the past be changed by the future? Qu bizarre quantum experiment suggests that time can run backwards. I can't, I can't sit here and try to explain to you or, or say to you that, you know, I understand or can comprehend all of this satanic fallen angelic technological garbage but it's the only way i could see amos 8 that verse that prophecy in amos 8 being fulfilled got this i got this um from a listener this week eric and um he said i saw part of a youtube video uh by aya who's one of the main uh ladies up there putting videos out about this quantum way longer than i've been way before my study came out okay so there's a group of researchers okay um like christian researchers that are up there documenting this stuff they're all being demonized but the problem is is these these changes are getting more egregious more and more people are getting their eyes opened and it's getting harder and harder to just mass demonize us all. I'm in communication with, I think, just about all of them. And um, when I get information, I pass it on to them. And she mentioned a Bible change from turtle doves to turtles. Okay, I got into that recently. I then listened to Leviticus 529, which is where that's talked about, on the Bible, IS app, KJV Dramatized. The text read turtles, but the audio was read as turtle doves for two days. On the third day, a Monday morning, it said turtles then. It changed. This happened two weekends ago. I did not know at the time how to record it on my iPhone, but I do now. I can't tell you how many of these I'm getting from people. Where they're literally telling me, I looked at my Bible, I hadn't... Like, I, I, I saw this verse. I'm like, there's no way it says that. I checked my Bible, and I was so relieved to find out it hadn't changed. They literally go to get their camera to take a picture of it, and they come back to their Bible, and it's changed. I can't tell. I'm losing track of how many people are telling me this. Some of these happened two or three years ago. Some of them are happening currently. There's glitches in the matrix, with this quantum thing, with these CERN particle colliders and these D-wave computers, meaning it's not perfect, it's not uniform. That's why there's so many of these problems, like with the publisher's clearinghouse thing, because this is not a perfect process. Praise God it's not a perfect process. Because it's allowing us to document this stuff, the Mandela research to document this stuff. It's allowing that to happen. 
which is good. God's giving us this time period because it might get to a point where there is no more. But the, it's like he's giving us this reprieval time period where we could document this stuff and show how egregious this stuff is for those with eyes to see. Like I said, my job's kind of getting easier and easier when it comes to this. I mean, people could be in total full denial, but, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know. This was one of the main reports right now on Before It's News, one of the main alternative sites on the internet. This is one of the main reports on the top of their headlines. The Bible is being supernaturally rewritten to fit the one world coming new world order religion. See, that's what this is all about, just so you know. Because Satan always has an end game, right? The purpose of the Bible being changed is to make it fit everyone's belief systems. In order to usher in the Antichrist one world religion, Satan knows that he has to do it incrementally. So no one will notice. Wow. <laughs> Plenty of people are noticing, but... It's been going on for some years now, and there are thousands of Bible changes. Remember, that Baptist cover-up meeting, I said, he said it was eight years ago. Eight years. In case you aren't aware of this phenomenon, the Bible changes are due to the Mandela effect, which is a supernatural phenomenon attributed to either the satanic magic and or the D-wave quantum computers and or the CERN quantum computer, well, the CERN particle colliders. He got his terminology a little bit messed up there. And then all the other 29,999 <laughs> particle colliders that exist worldwide, which I wasn't even aware of till this week that there was that many other ones. If you have no knowledge of this phenomenon, please read this article first. So he gives you a link there, or you could go to my 10-hour Mandela teaching I did originally. Still on my homepage, hasn't cycled off yet. Archean Mandela Effect. This is probably the third teaching I've done on it. Third part I've done on it. I mean, I've done, I did eight, and then I did another one, and this is like probably the tenth part I've done on it. Satan knows that the preachers in the churches will be deceived, and they will start teaching the new Bible to their congregations. You think the 501c3 lukewarm pastors are going to resist any of this stuff? Please. They don't probably even know their Bible anyway. They're probably reading some other translation and they don't even care. All they care about is that money coming in. A lot of them, not all. A lot of them are on the FEMA clergy response team. They're all yoked up with the government with the 501c3 status. I'm not saying all preachers are bad. I'm just saying. I'm stating facts. The church for the most part is asleep. If you were going to try to implement something like this in this time era... Wouldn't you do it when the church is the most asleep that it's ever been? Yeah, well, that's why this is happening, at least in part. This was all planned thousands of years ago. The prince of the power of the air, the devil, the son of the morning, um, has fallen angels. One third of the entire angels, you know, that were in heaven were cast down. They fell. And he and his fallen angels are very intelligent and they have great knowledge that humans even technologically do not possess because satan can read the signs of the heavens the stars the moon and the sun that god gave to his people to read the times he knows his time on earth is coming to a close very soon 
Hence, it is time for him to roll out his last day's plan to deceive the whole world. This quote was from 1969, which perfectly describes the Bible changes that are going on right now. I, I played this quote in the, from the original guy speaking it in my Mandela study. Okay, now I understand it's 10 hours, so you're going to have to weed, read through it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you the quote here that I played. Okay, now who is this quote from? This quote is from 1969. Dr. Richard Day, former director of Planned Parenthood. Satan. You know, the most, one of the most satanic organizations on the planet. He recorded this on March 20th, 1969. He said, I'm quoting, Religion is not necessarily bad. So they, meaning the masses, will have religion. We have that now. We have religion in the world. But the major religions of today have to be changed because they are not compatible with the changes to come. The old religions will have to go, especially Christianity. Once the Roman Catholic Church is brought down, the rest of Christianity will follow easily. Now, is the, all of this stuff happening to the Pope now and where they're saying he's going to have to be stepped down and all this, the pedophilic stuff coming out, is that part of Satan's game plan to discredit Christianity because so many people love to lump Catholicism in with Christianity in general. And there's so much pedophilia going on in other denominations as well. Just not quite the same extent, I think, as the Catholic Church. I don't know. But I know it's not going to do anything to help the um, world perception of Christianity at large, which so many people love to lump Catholicism in with that. Anyway, going back to this. Once the Roman Catholic Church is brought down, the rest of Christianity will follow easily. Then a new religion will be could be accepted for use all over the world. It will incorporate something for all the old ones to make it more easy for people to accept it. The old ones, I believe, are the gods of old, like basically fallen angels of old that, that many people have worshipped as deities. The old ones. That's how a lot of times they'll refer to them as. Um, and they'll feel at home in it. In order to do this, the Bible needs to be changed. It will be rewritten to fit the new religion. Now, do you think that even the lukewarm church would let, like, let's say, well, okay, new world, new laws, but we're going to change the Bible. And we're going to rewrite it. Well, everybody would know then. And everybody that had the old Bibles that were not corrupted, like the old King James Bible, which you could get at any dime store, any dollar store, all they would do is just hide those. Okay? That's all, that's all that would have to be done. You could rewrite. Nobody's going to buy the new rewritten ones, the new, the new World Order ones. It's too flagrant. It's too in your face. Think about this logically. So the Bible will have to be rewritten to fit the new religion. Gradually, which is exactly what's happening with this Mandela effect, gradually key words will be replaced with new words, which is exactly what's happening. Having various changes of meaning, which is exactly what's happening. Do you think that, that I mean, even the lukewarm church wouldn't allow, allow this overtly? People would know it's a counterfeit. But when it's happening 
and nobody's coming to your front door to rewrite your Bible and it's literally happening with your Bible sitting on the nightstand, people just, that doesn't compute to them. They can't accept that. They don't understand that. It's too scary or something. I don't know. This doesn't affect everybody the same way. I just feel like I've been reporting on so many devices of Satan. This didn't like shock me so bad. Actually, it's done nothing but really increase my faith because it's like, oh, okay, now I understand how Amos 8, 11, and verse 12 are being fulfilled. It makes sense now. I, I see how Satan is going to pull this off. The Bible predicted it. That prophecy hasn't been fulfilled yet. Now I understand. It had to be fulfilled. I kind of was wondering how that was going to happen. Now it makes perfect sense. But there's so many people that don't accept that and don't see it that way. And just say, no, it's never going to happen. Well, then you're saying that you don't believe that prophecy. No, no. Bible, God is always going to preserve his word. The Bible says, forever, O Lord, thy words are settled. Where? In heaven. Where is it predicted in Amos that many are going to run to and fro seeking the words of God and they're not going to find them? This is the only way I see that could even happening at this point. It'd be one thing if we didn't have a printing press and we had no way of whatever, but that's not the case. I, I don't know. This has done nothing but really increase my faith. And this is why I'm doing these studies so that you don't fall away when the changes potentially get even worse. All this is is fulfillment of scripture. This is not something that we should be arguing over and, and backbiting and railing on one another. It's, you can't deny this. And it's getting more overwhelming by the week, by the day almost. In order to do this, the Bible will need to be changed. It will be rewritten to fit the new religion gradually keywords will be replaced with new words having various change of meaning then the meaning attached to the new word can be close to the old word and as time goes on other phrases of the meaning can be emphasized and then gradually that word replaced with another word how are they going to do this with all bibles that are already printed in ink even the false bible versions you still have the king james How are they going to replace them unless they come out with new translations? Nobody's going to buy that. You, you're, you're not going to, I mean, what I mean by that is, I don't mean buy, go to the store. I mean, they're not going to buy into it. It's going to be like, well, no, this is corrupted. This is obviously corrupted. But they will buy it when it says KJV on the cover. Because they're in their own minds thinking, well, that can't be changed. There's no way. They're not understanding the technology they're dealing with. They're not understanding quantum entanglement and D-wave quantum computers and CERN particle colliders and the 30,000 particle colliders on the planet and all the mass witchcraft that are being done to accomplish all of this. They're not getting it. They're underestimating Satan, which is a very common tactic I see in the churches. Lest we be ignorant of whose devices, Satan's devices. This is one of the mightiest devices of Satan I've ever seen lest he get an advantage of us people that are in denial of this and in in raging and saying there can be no validity to any of this and you're all liars and you're all going to hell you're being ignorant of his devices and he's got an advantage of you 
and you're railing and lashing out at the ones trying to help you. I'm not doing this because I'm trying to show you how smarty pants I am and that I can be better than you and I'm Mr. Scott Johnson and I can show how smart I am. That is not my motivation. I didn't even want to do this stinking study. I was hoping for three to four years that somebody would debunk it. But it got more and more and more overwhelming and in your face and it got to the point where I could not deny it. And I had to act. And then God had all these people flood me with requests begging me to do this and basically challenging me, you know. And I realized, yeah, it was time. I've paid a larger price for this study than anyone I've ever done. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> but, oh well. Um, so, uh, going further. Most people won't know the difference. Okay, let me just read that last sentence again. As time goes on, other phrases of meaning can be emphasized and then gradually that word replaced with another word. Most people won't know the difference. How could this be done unless it was done through something like the Mandela Effect? You'd have to introduce, again, you'd have to introduce new translations that people would obviously compare to the old ones and say, well, this is some, saying something totally different. This is corrupt. It's so obvious, guys. It's so obvious now what's going on. Most people won't know the difference and few who, who will notice the difference won't there won't be enough to matter. That's what he's saying. I don't, I don't buy into that. Remember, this guy's working for Satan. He is Satan's mouthpiece. This is what they're saying is going to happen. One of the most surprising statements of the whole presentation was, you probably think the churches won't stand for this. But he says the churches will help us. And that's exactly what they're doing. Harken back to the uh, Mandela, the Baptist Mandela cover-up from the Baptist Missionary Association from last week. Go listen to that. When they say, when they bring all the preachers into a diff different room and they take the they take the person that keeps the minutes out of the room and they basically say, well, listen, people are noticing a lot of Bible changes. This was eight years ago, just so you know. And you know, just deny, deny, deny. Basically, was the thing. And and um, you know, ultimately, if that doesn't work, demonize. But um. Just deny it. Just say you're misremembering it. What is that doing? The churches are helping them. Have the churches said anything about any of this till now? No. Well, they're complicit then. They're doing, their, their silence means that they're helping them. Their silence is agreement with this. And when somebody like me comes out and says, no, these are changes, and then they demonize me, and then they say that I am, you know, going to hell, and I'm taking all my listeners to hell, and, and that I am a Luciferian, they're helping Satan do his job better, and they're browbeating anybody who would even dare think about coming out with this, and even looking at this, by threatening them with hellfire of all things to make sure they stay in line and don't question or even look at this because if you do you're going to hell i've heard that said 
multiple preachers now, multiple preachers are saying you're going to hell if you believe this. You're going to hell. All the ones I've heard were Baptist. It's like, wow, it really doesn't matter how egregious the changes are, how in the face all of these things that are occurring. It really doesn't matter to you, does it? It really doesn't matter. You are literally helping Satan accomplish this very agenda. You are literally in lockstep with Dr. Richard Day, former director of Planned Parenthood, who spoke the above words on March 20th, 1969, when he said, you probably think the churches won't stand for these changes, this, but he says the churches will help us. And that's exactly what I'm seeing. They're helping this. So, bravo, bravo. I can't help but be fired up about this. You know, I mean, you know. It's so obvious now. It's becoming more and more clear and obvious by the day. Now, they reference here a video that was made by my listener, who was one of the main ones that was imploring me from the very beginning to do a study on this. And his YouTube channel has become one that can see. I give you a link, a direct link to his video, which is entitled Mandela Effect, The Christian Deceived Must See. And um, uh, they reference this video for the remainder of this report. And a little, a little um, description of the video, it says, I made this video to prove 100% that the Christians who are denying the Mandela quantum effect. Now he did this literally over two years ago. And again, I've, I've been sitting on this longer than that. And I probably should have done this a lot longer before that, but I was just really trying to make sure that, you know, I had dotted all the, the I's and crossed all the T's and had exhausted every avenue before I came out with this. But he said, I made this video to prove 100% that Christians who are denying the Mandela quantum effect are completely deceived. If you are a Christian, I urge you to watch this video in its entirety. You can click on that link. Watch that. Why would some, And then going back to the main article, it says, why would someone from Planned Parenthood in a highly technical scheme be in on a highly technical scheme to change the words of, of the Bible? Why was it? Notice that was the one thing he keyed on in that statement. That seemed to be the main thing he was concerned about, changing the words of the Bible. This guy from Planned Parenthood saying that this was going to be the actual linchpin for controlling all world religions was destroying Christianity and we're going to do it by destroying the word of God, which is what Christianity is based on. It's funny, I didn't hear him keying on the Buddhism or Hinduism or, or Zoroastrianism or Taoism or, or, you know, the Quran because Satan already has all, all those religions. He only cared about the Bible. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Considering that Planned Parenthood is in charge of murdering babies on a mass scale, killing them alive, which is what they do, and then selling their harvested body parts for profit, it makes sense to connect the dots that this organization has nefarious ties to the underground world of demonic darkness. Planned Parenthood is sacrificing babies and are simply carrying on the pagan religious practices of biblical and ancient times, where people sacrifice their infants by throwing them in the fire on the altar of Baal. 
Deuteronomy 18.10 says, There shall not be found among you any that maketh his or her, uh, his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch. 2 Kings 17.17 says, And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire, and use divination and enchantments, and sold themselves to to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. And then we have, the, we have the concept of lying divination. Divination is defined as witchcraft. I've done, just came witchcraft in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done many studies on it. Bible verses have changed. The Bible verses being changed um, is, basically, is basically part of this lying divination concept, okay? Um, Ezekiel 13, 6, it says, They have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, saying, The Lord saith, and the Lord hath not sent them. And, and they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. And then the next verse says, Have ye not seen a vision, a vain vision, and have ye not spoken a lying divination? Whereas ye say, The Lord saith it, I'll bet I have not spoken it. Now, going forward, it says, Christian pastor Chuck Missler denies the Mandela effect. He's just one of many. I, I don't know of any mainstream main pastors that really have admitted to this. I know Bill Bean. I'm, I'm sure there's some others, but I, there's very few. Is Chuck Missler one of the false prophets spoken of in the verses we just read in Ezekiel 13? Because when asked about Bible changes, he says to believe what you see right in front of you, not what you remember. In other words, whatever it is in print in front of you, that's what you believe. And I understand that concept, but we didn't have the Mandela effect, you know, 15 years ago or whatever. We didn't have that technology changing things like they are now. And if you go to the, the, the video that I just posted the link to, Mandela effect, the Christian be deceived, there's a link to it in my study. In, in He gets into all this stuff. At the 1959 mark, Chuck Missler dismisses valid memories and says that people are, quote, ignoring blatant evidence right in front of them by admitting the Bible changes. He says that the Mandela effect is foolishness at the 2555 mark. Upon being confronted by Isaiah 11:6, where the lion lays down with the lamb, that changed. Now it's the wolf dwells with the lamb. He says at the 4035 mark, Missler tells how he has read the King James Version of the Bible for 60 years. Although he remembers it as being lion and the lamb, <laughs> he admits this, okay, he admits it. In Isaiah 11:6, he chalks up that misinterpretation and to poor memory. But he's only been reading it for 60 years. You see what I mean? The disconnect here? He now says that he looked at the Bible and the ink hadn't changed well then that's settled meaning in his little finite mind chuck missler says because the ink says this i believe it even though i totally remember it differently and i know that it said this i'm not going to believe what i clearly remember anymore and when you do that you totally cut yourself off to knowing exploring any more truth related to the subject because your mind is made up don't confuse you with the facts and then what you will do from that point is just demonize anybody that puts truth in front of you i didn't do that when it came to this i 
had a lot of people email me those over the years and i said i'm looking into it i'm confi i'm compiling information on it i am looking at this uh, i don't know i don't i don't want to really make a gigantic comment on this yet but in my own mind i knew something was real wrong but i was hoping somebody could come along and debunk it at some point some christian which i never got i, I listened to a lot of people that sent me videos and i was like oh boy if this is the best you can do guys uh but i don't even blame them because you can't you can't debunk something this gigantically huge that's so flagrant so in your face there's nothing you can do i couldn't do it so i'm not even judging them they were trying but you can't do it you can't put this genie back in the bottle is, is the conclusion I've come to. Chuck Mistler has confirmed that quantum physics couldn't possibly change the words of the Bible because that's what Chuck believes. He doesn't believe that could happen. His interviewer says that he went back to Isaiah in the Paleo-Hebrew scroll of 300 BC and that it says wolf shall dwell with the lamb. Well, then that's a done deal again. You know why? Because everything has been changed. All, it doesn't matter if you go to the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Paleo Scrolls, it's all been changed. All the underlying Hebrew and Greek going us back as far back as you can in the Bible. It's all been changed. So there it's a done deal in Chuck's mind. These geniuses are so smart they can't even figure out what a delusion that they're in actually is yet they warn christians to use every available tool they have to not be deceived yet they themselves are being deceived at the 55 30 mark chuck missler says a deceit is coming that if it were possible it will deceive the very elect well chuck it is possible because you have been deceived turns out us regular folk are the ones that aren't being deceived you know it's really funny what i found out about this that the people that actually can see this and that are actually being honest about this are the ones that aren't the pastors that are full of pride or the people in ministry that aren't full of pride. It seems the only ones that can really see this are the people that are operating in humility. I'll be honest with you. I've dealt with a lot of people now with the Mandela effect and it's been some of the most pleasant people in Christianity I've ever dealt with. It really has been. I mean that. Which also kind of weird, doesn't that kind of weirdly speak volumes about, you know, the type of people that are seeing this? I don't mean weirdly, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm saying that sarcastically. God resisteth the proud, but give it grace to who? The humble. It takes humility to accept this. It does. And so many people in ministry are so caught up in pride and they're not seeing it because the pride's blinded them. And that may not be the only dynamic why they won't see it, but it's a big one. It's a big one, I think. And they don't want to, they don't want to be labeled. They don't want to be ostracized. They don't want to lose all the money that might be coming into their ministry. Because once you come out with this, man, it's, it's, it's a whole other different ball game. I'm telling you. Your ministry will never be the same. It's not popular. Chuck even stresses that Jesus commanded us to not be deceived. Yet there is 
that yet here he is being all deceived in his high and mighty knowledge of the Bible. He even admits that he always remembered it being lying in the lamb, but I guess he just misremembered it because the ink can't change. Yes, it can. You're ignorant of Satan's devices and he's totally gotten advantage of you. And then you add pride in there and you add all these other factors I just said and that's enough reason for people to just shut their mind off regarding this subject, which is a very dangerous place to believe. Oh, then let's go to 2 Thessalonians. And for this cause, which is about the time we're moving into in our inn, and for this cause, God shall send them, the world at large, strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the what? Truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. They're not receiving the love of the truth. It's so obvious and in your face, yet they refuse to receive the love of the truth. And they're accusing me of, this, of the very thing they're guilty of. I love it. I love it. Here's a, here's a Bible change for you. Luke 12, 24, King James Version. Now it says the following, Luke 12, 24. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? Now, I don't really remember fowls either, but okay. Fowls, okay. Consider the ravens? Huh. Because in Luke 12, 6, same chapter earlier, which is basically a very similar context, it says, are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Which is the same context as the verse we just read about the ravens. But this verse, which is correct, says sparrows. Luke 12, 7 then says, but even the very hairs of your head are numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are more valued than many sparrows. Matthew 10, 29, are not two sparrows sold for a farling, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. Still has it right. But the very heads, hairs of your head are numbered. Yet now we have in Luke 12, 24, consider the ravens? For they neither soil, sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them? How much more are ye better than the fowls? It said the sparrows before, and these other verses confirm that. But now it's ravens. Raven is a bird used in witchcraft. The passage used to say sparrows, like it should say, like the other verses still say. Now, next week, they might not say that. I don't know. Remember, this is gradual. These changes are being done gradually through this satanic technology. That we can either just say, oh, it has no merit. There's no end game to CERN. There's no end game to the D-Wave quantum computers. There's only 30,000 of these stinking things. They admit they're creating dark matter. They can admit they're opening up portals. They admit they're trying to create a stairway to heaven. Or in this case, a stairway to hell. But there's no nefarious purpose behind any of this. And we in our finite minds want to go and say, well, it can never change the ink on my page or my Bible. You're limiting, you're underestimating Satan. You're underestimating his devices. So he's got an advantage of you and you're going to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. Do not take pleasure 
in the strong delusion that's coming. Do not embrace the strong delusion, I should say. It's part of it. I'm telling you this Mandela thing is part of it. Yes, I know I've talked a lot about the alien agenda. That end game on that. The whole ascended master alien agenda. That's part of the strong delusion too. But wouldn't it make sense prior to the ascended masters coming to change the Bible, to change its literal words on the pages that we have? Because when the ascended masters and the aliens and whatever deception that the Antichrist, the false prophet are going to bring, wouldn't it make sense to change the Bible prior to them coming so that we'll buy into whatever one world, new age, one world religion that they're going to put forth? Because if we have a Bible that exposes them, aren't we going to know that they're of Satan? But if you've got tons and tons of lukewarm Christians that have been told by their pastors that their Bibles haven't changed... They're going to accept it hook, line, and sinker. Well, I guess I was just misremembering it. it. I guess it never did say that. Can't you see what's going to come? This is what's going to happen. This is setting us up for the other. God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie. That they might all be damned who receive not, you know, the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So all these people telling me I'm going to hell, you better be real careful about what you're saying. Because you're showing me you're literally having pleasure in unrighteousness. And that you have no true love for the truth. I'm I'm giving you all the proof I can give you. This is like the 12th or 13th hour I've done on this stuff. You can't refute this stuff. You can't put this genie back in the bottle. You can't deny all the evil, wicked garbage that CERN and D-Wave quantum computers and all the mass witchcraft that are doing. Just saying. You want to see residual proof that it did say sparrows? Here's a link to it. whole bunch of residual proof that that passage used to say sparrows. Just like I gave you residual proof on Lion and the Lamb. There's so much on the Lion and the Lamb, it defies the imagination. But yet that never, ever, ever, ever existed in any Bible version now that ever was. Or any underlying Greek or Hebrew or Aramaic. Never. The passage used to say sparrows. I know that for a fact because I heard it and I read it for over 25 years. For residual proof, here's a link. Why is ravens there? Why just not use crows or blackbirds? Because the raven is considered a magic bird in occult circles. When magic is near, the ravens appear. The raven is a crafty, just like the devil, just like these changes. In the world of black magic, a raven is a messenger from another world that brings secret knowledge from divination arts. So, last part of this is, and I'm going to have to end here because I'm almost out of time. How to tell someone about Bible changes in the Mandela effect. Here's a Bible quiz. So this is something you can do to try to show somebody. Now, I'm not expect if you do any of this, I would suggest that you at bare minimum pray a lot before you even try to show anybody this stuff because I'm telling you from what I'm getting, the feedback I'm getting from people, they'll look at it for like uh, 30 seconds and then all of a sudden the glaze comes over their face and they're just like they tune out and it's almost like something else takes over. And then they won't even look at it. And then they'll just say, well, I must have misremembered. And they'll walk away and they won't want anything more to do with you or any of this. 
I'm telling you, it's demonic. Is that of God? Is God making that glaze come over them? If, if it really was God, why wouldn't they rebuke you? Why wouldn't they show you how wrong you are and set you in your place so that you're back on, 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 on the straight and narrow with the solid rock of Jesus Christ and, and not being deluded and deceived? Why wouldn't they do that? They have no desire to do that. They just want to get away from you. Because those demons that are influencing them to not even look at this are doing that. People are like in demonic autopilot. This goes on to say, not sure how to approach even your closest friends with the Mandela effect phenomenon. Afraid you'll come off sounding as though you're crazy and then they won't even look into what you're saying. Some people need to be introduced to the cultural Mandela effects first. I agree. The cultural ones. Like, okay, Luke, I am your father. Now it's, no, I am your father. And stuff like that. Okay, They're more open to that stuff. And I get it. I understand it. You know? Pray, fast, whatever you feel led to do. Some people need to be introduced to the cultural Mandela effects and then eased into the Bible changes. Whereas others wouldn't know a Bible change if it hit them in the head. <laughs> because they were never in the Bible to begin with. They weren't even in a false version to begin with. You know? So not all of this is going to resonate with a lot, large number of the people. It's only people that were in the Bible in the past that these KJV verses in, in the KJV Bible, they're not, I mean, if they weren't in that, that's not going to resonate with them very much. Because they were never in it to begin with. That word if I hid my heart, then I might not sin against thee. That's why these verses now, which I've been saying for over and over and over again, ever since I've been putting audios up since 06, now you're seeing why that's so important. That word is a lamp under my feet and a light under my path. All these verses I've committed to memory, devil can't take that away from me. That's why it's important. Again, while we still have these things and i understand but but still the vast majority of the bible you know we can still go to that and still hide the word of god in our heart but it's it's very important also to be aware of the changes at this point too the first time i tried to bring it to a friend's attention i spent an hour going all over all these weird words in the bible well as they interpreted it and she thumbed through her bible looking up verse by verse every time i asked don't you find that strange to be in there she would look up the text in the concordance and then give me the real meaning the concordances have been changed guys all the underlying words where a word's weird now in the bible where it's like that doesn't fit it's all been changed So don't expect to get any answers there. She would look up the concordance and give me the real meaning. This went absolutely nowhere and left me shocked and dismayed that she just, she didn't think it odd that men have breasts now and are called nursing fathers and are told to nurse their children, which it says now in the Bible. I got into those verses last week. The men give suck to their child having breasts full of milk it says that it says the exact thing two different men that die in two different ways one having bones full of marrow and breasts full of milk and the other man dies in this lowly estate 
They're both men. Not God we're talking about. Okay. God doesn't have breasts either full of milk. But remember, you know, I'm horrible for pointing any of this out. Um, yeah, you know, she didn't think it was odd that men have breasts and we're called nursing fathers now. I think it, I think she said it was in a different cultural context. It's as though they become instant experts on things that they know nothing about. And it was, it was a different culture, a different time and place where men had breasts full of milk and they nursed their children. Ah, I can see they were genetically totally different. They were, I don't even know what you would call that. Or something that sounded good but made no sense. Then I attempted to bring it to the pastor's attention. One that knew me for 20 years of going to church, spending three hours compiling verse after verse change. I sent him an email. He agreed to meet with me after service and talk. He proceeded to talk to me about how different versions have different words. Now this is another reason that Satan had all these other different versions come out in the last hundred, well, way over a hundred years. 1881 was the revised version that came out, which was really the first bad, really bad uh, mainstream version. So you've got like a hundred and almost 140 years of bad Bible versions. That, That also further muddies the water, which is all by satanic design. Okay, yet one more reason those versions came out because it makes it all the more harder when you've got hundreds of other versions out there to say, well, you're just misremembering and you're thinking of that version or whatever, even though when a person might have ever only been in the KJV, that doesn't make sense. But that's why Satan did it, you know. So... He proceeded to talk to me about how the different versions have different words. I just came out and told him that it's not about that. I've witnessed words in my own Bible changing from one week to the next. Just like my listener who just emailed me about turtles and turtle doves, where the audio recording was still saying turtle doves, and then the next week it said turtles. I can't tell you how many of those emails I've got from different unrelated people. Where they're like, I check my Bible, I go to get my, I go to get my um, phone to take a picture, and it's different. And I was relieved one minute and totally freaking out the next. I've gotten so many of those. Oh, are, is this just big sum agenda to, to deceive me so I'll deceive others? These are people that are totally unrelated. I've gotten emails like this over and over again. Because God's confirming this to me over and over again. And now the changes are becoming so egregious. I mean, it's like the nose on your face. How can you deny it? But they're still denying it. And they're going to keep denying it. A certain swath of the population of Christians. Then he goes on to say, even through in the Wizard of Oz, like now the Wizard of Oz, the Tin Man's carrying a gun now, a literal silver revolver in one of the scenes. A silver revolver. In the Wizard of Oz? What? Yeah. Carrying a gun around. I'm going to plug somebody full of holes, I guess. I don't know. And yet, he prayed with me, mentioning eyesight and other things. Like, I couldn't see very well. Because it's always going to be, let's turn it around and make you look like you're the bad guy. You're the one misremembering. I'm the pastor. I know what's best. I am the shepherd. You don't really know. I went to cemetery. How dare you question me? 
I have my own church. I have my own congregation. Do you know who you're talking to? I thank God I wasn't cemetery trained. I, I thank God. He advised me not to chase conspiracy theories all around the internet. Quote, oh, of course, you have to throw that in to demonize, you know. As it was a waste of time, he was sympathetic to what I was going through, but he did not grasp what I said. In fact, I think he thought I had lost my mind. Don't be surprised if pastors don't even want to crack open their Bibles to see if you're right. They don't. They don't. Because if any of them acknowledge any of this stuff, any, even the cultural changes, because if you acknowledge any of the cultural changes, well then, whoa, 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 how can you not potentially look at the biblical changes nope we'll deny it all deny 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 and if that doesn't work demonize that's what we'll do the one guy that put out that baptist um thing he was in fear of his life basically that they were you know gonna make it real bad for him if this got out that's basically what they had intimated to him well is this like a baptist mafia now well, yeah, I guess that's what we'll, we'll start seeing more and more of. If you know it's good for you, you keep your mouth shut, you know? You have, like, you know, three-finger Lou show up at your door and, um, you know, some you know some Baptist guys that look like they're in the Italian mafia, they show up at your door. You know it's good for you, keep your mouth shut, preacher. You know? Keep your mouth shut. We'll plug you full of holes. <laughs> You're going to sleep with the fishes. <laughs> I mean, where's this going to end up? I mean, you know, whatever. Bring it. <laughs> My God's big enough to protect me. You know, that's the way I look at it. Listen, if people are sitting on this stuff and they think they're doing God's service, you understand something. God, if you know something and you're sitting on it, are you going to go before God and God's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thank you for sitting on this information that the body of Christ desperately needed in order to avoid this Mandela deception, in order to have it be exposed. Because I let you go through that so that at the appointed time you could bring it forth and help others to understand that this is real and that this is one of the main devices of Satan. Thank you for, for, for um, um, taking that to the grave with you. You've done well my servant, because I, as God, was totally incapable of protecting you from the Baptist mafia or whoever else would come after you. I was totally incapable of protecting you. So thank you, good and faithful servant, for taking that to the grave. I think there's a lot of people that are sitting on stuff right now that won't come out. This was just the tip of the iceberg on what I let read last week. Tip of the iceberg. But they're, they're too afraid. The fear of man bringeth a snare. You need to fear God. And when you stand before him, what he's going to say to you. Is God capable of protecting you and your family from the Baptist mafia or whoever else would come after you? I've had, I can't tell you how many witches have tried to ask for projecting here to kill me. Told me outright openly that they have. Black-eyed witches that have emailed me. I've got into all this in my other studies. I'm like, bring it. Let's do this. Let's see whose God is stronger. Let's see whose God is greater. 
yeah, I like this. Just like Elijah did with the prophets of Baal. Let's go. Let's see who's God's greater. All day long. It's not because I think I'm so big and bad, but I know God is. I love it. All it does is increase my faith every time it happens. And the fact that I'm sitting here talking to you right now just shows that my God is greater than theirs. Because if they had their way, I would have been dead a long time ago. I have firsthand accounts from witches who saw four witches that were trying to astral project to kill me in another country. They literally, one of them died. They said when they saw my house, three of them started spinning. They all started spinning in their astral projected spirit bodies. When they got back, this is what was told to them by the witches that lived. And one of them, the head witch, a very, very powerful head witch, her hair started turning gray right in front of her. And they were in the church doing this ritual, this, this wicked church in another country. I wouldn't even say what country because she's still fearing for her life. She's a Christian now. Once she saw that she actually became a listener of mine, the lady that was there monitoring their bodies, because when you astral project, you have to have somebody watching the bodies because somebody could come in and just, you know, like whatever, try to wake them up or whatever. So you have somebody there monitoring the bodies when you have witches astral projecting in mass. And I believe there was four of them. Three of them made it back barely with their lives from what I heard. The, the main witch, she started smashing her head. There was like, stone there where they were at and she started smashing her head against it she killed herself right in front of her it was she did it, it wasn't me i wasn't even there it wasn't even the same country but she said her hair all turned gray right before she started smashing her head i got the, i got the email from her it was years later she was afraid to email me she saw it firsthand so see that's my perspective so it's like when I have some whatever person threaten me or whatever, I don't, whatever. I've already seen that mighty hand of God work in my life. That's my reality. My faith is far greater than any threat you're going to throw at me. All it's doing is increasing my faith every time I see the hand of God move. And it's not because I'm so perfect and I'm so wonderful or whatever. But God knows my heart. He knows I'm not trying to deceive people. He knows I'm not trying to lead people. Down. He knows I'm not in this to get rich. So I'm way, way, way over in time. And then it goes on to say um, that um, don't be surprised if your pastors don't want to crack open their Bibles to see if you're right. I call it the stick your head in the sand theology. Sad to say, but even if they can't open their minds to considering the supernatural Bible changes, um, then I say they are not watching as they should be. Luke 21, 36 says, watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the son of man. And being accounted worthy is a big part of all of this stuff, you know, and I don't see how ignoring the devices of Satan and acting as though they don't exist is being a good watchman or being a good shepherd. I don't get that. I just don't. So, as you can see, I'm doubling, tripling, and quadrupling down on this because all I get is more confirmation every single week. You know? Prayer points for this week. 
and I'll post this again. I'm going to post these every in every teaching now, every PDF, so you can reference them. Um, the um, regarding the full implementation of the real ID in 2020. These are prayer points. South African genocide of whites. For God to neutralize and stop the Fukushima nuclear radi- radiation contamination. Nuclear re- radiation reactors breaking down worldwide. Stopping the big brother draconian changes taking place worldwide. Midterms. Trump and those surrounding him. Stoppage and exposure of Chinese, Russian, and Muslim fifth column sleeper cells embedded in America. Stoppage and exposure of the Muslim invasion of Europe, America, and Canada. The eradication of CERN and all 30,000 plus particle colliders worldwide and the D-Wave quantum computers. The eradication and exposure of all pedophile and child sex trafficking networks worldwide. The LGBT movement and the normalization of pedophilia to be stopped. The eradication of all abortion clinics and Planned Parenthood worldwide. The eradication worldwide of all chemtrail programs and all dues directed energy weapons causing fires worldwide. And the eradication worldwide of all plain deep state and Muslim false flags prepared now between now and the midterms. So I'll go ahead and close this out in a word, word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, this time you've given us. I thank you, Lord, for letting us come together again, God, and explore your word, explore your truths. I pray, God, that whatever your will is for this information, that, Lord God, you give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive, that you wake up the body of Christ, wake up humanity, God. I pray for unsafe family members, God, the spirit of adoption, Lord, whatever it takes, God, to lead them to the Lord. Whatever it takes, Lord God, the church at large to have their eyes open, the 501c3 church in particular, and the pastors and ministers out there. I pray, God, you give them backbones, Lord. You give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive. Um, I pray, Lord God, for so many of these things that we have mentioned. I just loose your angels, Lord, regarding all of these things that I just mentioned, Lord. All this prayer list. That your angels be loose, God, to intervene in every single situation, God. And that every devil, demon, evil entity, fallen angel, or fallen cherub that would try to hinder those angels be bound up and rebuked and cast into the abyss until it's time they then be cast into the lake of fire and that none would be able to come to take their place. I pray for my listeners, God, that you bless them, body, soul, and spirit, their families, Lord, for your protective hand to be upon them. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over them. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins that we have committed as we forgive those that have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.